people will make their time to sit down with you and share their story. They want to talk about what it is they do. Mm -hmm. They want to talk about themselves. And most people want to help others out. You're listening to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, a podcast where I have conversations with inspirational people. My name is Chris, but my family calls me Christoph. My goal is to have as many conversations as possible with people who have forged their own path by pursuing their dreams, making them a reality, all the while emitting positivity and sharing this knowledge with others. I seek these people out and share this information with you, proving to the world that you can do what makes you happy and do what you want for a living while being a good human being. We'll talk about careers, but we'll also cover any story that inspires. Let's do this while helping each other. Thanks for listening. I'm happy you're here. Hey everyone, welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, Create Your Career. This is conversation number 149, total episodes number 254. Thanks so much for being here. I always appreciate it. I'm always excited and I'm always so pumped to record yet another episode. My guest today was the powerful John McCaskill. He is a current Navy SEAL commander and he's about to retire after almost 24 years. So that is a pretty impressive career. He's such a humble guy, smart guy, and lots of information. Super fun guy to talk to. Like I said, knowledgeable, and he shared so much with us. A lot of his own personal stories and struggles, and some of the great things that we talked about were his transition out of the military. Why that is helpful to not just only the military is because we talked in depth and at length about preparation, how it's important, and the impact of having a mentor in your life, and mentors, and how to get mentors, and so on and so forth, and so many good resources that you can utilize and leverage to be able to make your own career transition, or just be able to get further and closer to the goals that you want in your life. Again, thank you so much for being here. I'm never not going to say it. The best way to help this podcast out is to share it and check out all the other 250 plus episodes. Head over to YouTube and subscribe. You can watch the conversations, these ones with the guests there. Check out on pretty much any podcast app and ChristophLewis.com. So without further ado, welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, Create Your Career. Yeah, happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I say it every single time and I mean it every single time. I'm always very excited to speak with somebody and I love it when guests are able to be flexible about their schedule and be able to get it in there because I know it's really difficult to schedule typically, but it's even been more crazy as of late as recording this in March of 2020, if you're listening to this at any other time in the future. So it's been crazy. I really appreciate it, man. But before we get into the rest of the episode, would you mind introducing yourself just a little bit for those of us that may not know who you are? Uh, well, I imagine most of you your listeners <laughs> don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John McCaskill. Um, I see I'll, I'll start with my family. I am uh, I'm married to a, an incredibly beautiful, strong woman. Her name is Becca, um, and she's uh, former Navy. I'm, I'm about oh, to wrap up my Navy cool. career. She's a uh, former Navy. She's an orthopedic physician assistant, and she works out in town here uh, locally. And um, she's also, as a, as a physician assistant, and she's also working on becoming a, a, a birthing doula out in town. Um, so... I don't know if a lot of your listeners may not know what that was or what that is. I didn't know what one was until I had my first little uh, girl or my first little one. Um, and we had a doula, which is basically a, a coach through the whole yeah. uh, birthing process and through the labor and delivery. And that's what Becca is now uh, training to do as well. Uh, we've got two small children. The two of us together have two small children. It's uh, uh, my little girl, Mia, is three years old. And then my little boy, Taylor is uh is one year old 
Um, as far as who I am personally, I'm a, a soon to be retiring uh, Navy SEAL commander and uh, I'm taking a different path than most people as they uh, kind of wrap up their military career and I'm going to be pursuing a new career um, in the area of mindfulness and meditation and, and I'm doing two things with that. Um, one is I'm teaching it to corporate teams um, to help them improve kind of their workforce health and happiness uh, while increasing their creativity, productivity, focus, a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also, and this is um, what I'm doing right now in an internship role as I off-ramp from the, from the Navy, I'm working as the deputy executive director for a nonprofit called Veterans Path. And we teach veterans the life-changing and life-saving skills of mindfulness and meditation um, so that they can get back to a sense of peace, acceptance, mm. transformation, and honor, P-A-T-H, peace, acceptance, transformation, and honor. That's where the word path and our name okay. comes from. Uh, so that's a little uh, little bit about me. Um, Love that. Again, wrapping up my career. I'll be wrapping up in August after almost 24 years. And my wife and I are, and kids, uh, we're going to take our kids with us. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to be moving from Virginia to Colorado. And, uh, oh, all starting, right. Starting a new life. Man, yeah. that's I love that. I love when people talk about their family because I love talking about mine. I was just telling you before we started recording, I got a one-year-old girl. And we, yeah. do, we do plan on having more, but it's the most incredible and also most frightful thing I've ever done <laughs> in my life. And I know being a, a Navy SEAL commander, you've probably seen a thing or two. And I was telling you, I was in the Navy for nine years. Half of that was in NSW as an RTO. And I just had some crazy times too, but nothing prepared me for being a father. It was just crazy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no doubt, man. And I started late. Uh, you know, I'm almost 43 now. Didn't have our uh, didn't have our little girl until I was 39, and uh, and yeah, my life got flipped upside down in a good way. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's exhausting, yeah, but uh, it's definitely the the hardest thing I have ever loved. Yeah, it's cool. You guys are here in Virginia too, and I'm actually from Colorado. Yeah. I've been in Virginia for about okay. nine years, and I grew up in a small town called Woodland Park, Colorado, which is the city above the clouds. And, and I grew up in also Colorado Springs a little bit. So that's a little bit, people yeah. know more about that. So awesome that's that you where, guys are doing That's where we're heading, Colorado Springs. Well, there you go. Uh, if you like, yeah. if you, you know, if you need anything, let me know. I got a bunch of family and friends out there that are be willing to help out, especially in this department. We actually have a lot of listeners from Colorado. So if you are from Colorado, I really appreciate it. You guys are like, I think the all time uh, top five listeners. So we do have a lot of people out there. So if you're going out there, uh, definitely look out for John, what he's doing right here. So I want to know a little bit more exactly about what you're doing and why you picked those niches, if you will. Like, why did you pick mindfulness sure. and meditation? I think they're important, but I want to hear why you do. Sure. So um, several years back, I was personally struggling with anxiety and, and stress and depression, um, a little bit of survivor guilt. And what uh, the Navy did was they put me on different medications and, you know, they worked to a point, I think they addressed certain issues that I was, I was having, but I didn't like how I felt on these medications. I didn't like the side effects. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't like really who I had become on them. It's not like I was a, a bad person, but, um, what I felt they had done was kind of dulled this, you know, the stress and anxiety that I was having, it dulled that. So I wasn't having that stress and anxiety, but I really wasn't having a lot of emotion period mm. anymore. So I felt like uh, I was a different person. 
So I, I met with a counselor, a psychologist, and I told him, hey, look, uh, the psych, the psychiatrist has me on some meds. I want to come off of uh, what, what would you recommend? And he recommended that I try mindfulness meditation. And at the time, you know, in, in my eyes, what I thought of meditation or the kind of stereotype of meditators was long-haired hippies or monks <laughs> up in the, in the mountains. And, you know, that's not, that's not who I am. Um, I, not yet. I've, I've said this uh, a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, not, not yet. Maybe when I move out to Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's not who I am. And, you know, I, I don't have anything against those, uh, those types of people. Yeah. Um, it's just not who I am. Yeah. And, um, this guy sat me down, the psychologist, and he's like, well, here's, here's some very high-performing individuals who practice it. Here's the science, the physiology behind it. Uh, you, you should give it a trial. So I did. I took a couple of weeks and tried it just with some simple apps on my phone. Um, went back after two weeks and told him, hey, it's, it's not working out. And then he, uh, he laughed at me. So I was like, oh, you need to try it out for a little bit longer. That's what you just did. It's like going to the gym for two weeks and thinking that you're going to be this yeah. superstar. Yeah, that's good. And obviously, it's not that way. So I, I continued pressing on for a couple of months. And then, uh, and then I started to see and feel differences in who I was, how I was feeling with things, um, how I was dealing with people around me, how I was communicating, how focused I was, those types of things. Um, and then people started coming to me and asking me what I was doing differently because on top of all those benefits, I was sleeping better and mm. didn't have the black rings under my eyes. So people asked me, you know, your work is different. You, you look different. What are you doing? And uh, at first I was a little wow. hesitant to tell them that I was meditating. So <laughs> anyway, I, I eventually did. And I thought as soon as I tell somebody I'm meditating, they're going to zone out and walk away and think that I'm a bit weirdo. But really the reception that I've had every time I've told someone has been awesome. Like people ask me, well, tell me more about that. How did you get involved? Kind of like we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so this story sounds rehearsed is because I've told this story a lot of times. Um, to, to different people and, and quite honestly on a, on a few different podcasts sure. um, because I'm trying to get out there and break mm. the stigma, right? break that stereotype down about mindfulness and meditation. So anyway, at the same time as I'm learning more about meditation, I'm becoming more passionate. I'm actually benefiting from it. Uh, I had a, a good friend, uh, a former SEAL 06 uh, Navy captain uh, who had gotten out of the military and his networking and his preparation, his transition hadn't prepared him for the civilian world. So he sat me down and was like, look, whenever you start thinking about getting out, you need to start networking, start mm -hmm. figuring out what it is you want to do now, um, you know, figure the industry out, think of the rollout, figure the geographic region, all this stuff. And he's like, I can have a thousand cups of coffee with different people to figure out what they do. I so that. I started doing that and uh, I, I thought, well, you know, I'm going to go after all these bright and shiny objects. There's so many guys from Naval Special Warfare go into like commercial real estate, mm -hmm. uh, private equity, uh, venture capitalists, all these different money making uh, jobs. And, uh, and then I realized, you know, none of those excite me. I'm not passionate about them. I've given a lot of time away from my family. The last thing I want to do is, you know, work yeah. 80 hours a week. Yeah. I want to be able to focus on something. And, and then the light bulb kind of went off in my head that what I was learning about and what I was talking to people about with mindfulness and meditation, I could start to do that as a career. 
And, uh, and then I was like, you know what, as I'm going through this military transition and I'm sharing with fellow service members who are transitioning themselves, I, I've noticed that I'm very passionate about helping out other, other service members, veterans as well. And uh, I was like, well, you know what, I'm going to found a nonprofit that does this, found a nonprofit that teaches mindfulness and meditation to vets. Sure. And in my kind of customer discovery, I ended up finding that Veterans Path the, the organization mm-hmm. that I'm doing this internship with already existed. So I, uh, I got connected with them. Funny enough, they reached out to me. It's just I found them and then they ended up reaching out to me. Yeah, um, yeah it's weird how the world works. It's um, awesome though. But yeah. Yeah. And, and funny enough, I picked Colorado Springs uh, already as, as the location or we had, my wife and I had picked it. And they are moving in their headquarters there. So it just was like, oh, yeah, this Meant totally to makes sense. So, yeah, I'm doing an and... internship with them. Uh, Veterans Path, like I mentioned at the beginning, we, we teach vets mindfulness meditation. We do that in, in retreats. We're based uh, right now. We're based in San Francisco area um, and we're moving to Colorado Springs. We do retreats in, in and around San Francisco in and around Colorado Springs. We have done them in Tennessee before, but that was primarily uh, by virtue of the previous executive director being there. Those are probably gonna go away for now. And we do them here in Virginia. So the three states right now, Colorado, California, and Virginia, one day, three day, and five day retreats for veterans. Wow, there's a lot of good stuff going in there. And there's a lot of good stuff that I like. Uh, Before I forget, have you read the book, 10% Happier? Yeah, yeah, Dan Harris. Oh man, you sat when you were yeah. talking about how you felt about meditation and how impactful it has been on your life. I was like, this guy needs to read this book by Dan Harris. Yeah. I, I read that a couple yeah. weeks ago, and I was like, it was so well written. It was so fun to read, and I recommend it to you yeah. all. If if you are a little bit aligning with even remotely anything we're saying right now about meditation if you think it's this woo woo thing it's definitely not and it can it can be much like anything you could take it to either end of the spectrum but it's so impactful in the way this guy writes this book who was i believe an msnbc correspondent it's just so powerful and some of the people he gets to ask these questions and by nature of being a correspondent he has a lot of skepticism and it's just it's really good and it's like every question he was asking to the people he was interviewing, I was like, that's what I exactly what I want to know. So that's awesome yeah, that you yeah, said that. His, his podcast is great too. Oh, I didn't and know then, he has you know, one. <clears throat> yeah. So 10% happier is the name of the podcast. 10% happier is the name of the app as well. It's a mindfulness and meditation. Oh, app. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, if you Google Dan Harris, you can actually watch the video of him when he was on the air as an anchorman for, I think it, I think it was MSNBC, and he has a nervous breakdown on the air. I need to that's watch actually that. what, yeah, that's what shifted him to mm-hmm. become a meditator. Yeah, um, and I think I want to say his first guest on his podcast was the Dalai Lama. I so, do not uh, doubt it. I, I, I pr- pretty good catch right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's met a lot of people, and it's uh, it's for me, yeah. it's really cool to be able to see people talk about that. Like you have the conversation, and I love that you're trying to bring it up you're trying to bring it up in all the people that you talk to. I think that's great. I mean, you admittedly suffered from anxiety and you said uh, survivor's guilt. And there, I, know, I obviously know there's a lot of that that happens, uh, whether you're in the military or not, but I think there's a higher chance, especially when you niche down to being in the position that you are serving as uh, in that role, in that job, in that rate, as they say in the Navy. So to mm-hmm. be able to be yeah. okay to talk about that and share your story with the intentionality of wanting to help other people and say, this is what worked for me. And I think what's cool, so cool about your story, I mean, there's a lot of great things here to take away, but the fact that people noticed you, like physically noticed that you were different, 
not only right. your mannerisms, but physically. And I think it's really powerful when somebody can notice something about you like that, and then you're able to share. So what I'm getting at, since this is the Create Your Career, Christopher Lewis podcast, Create Your Career, is people ask, well, how do I know and how do I find what I want to do? When people are asking you like for suggestions and asking you how you do this and how you do that, that's kind of can be a pretty good indicator of maybe what you should look into. And that seems like exactly what's happened to hear in your own story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know if you noticed as you were talking there, I, I kind of turned away from the screen. I've got a bookshelf to my left here, probably to your right on the screen. Um, but one of the, the greatest books I've, I've gone through is actually a workbook. It's associated with the book um, called Designing Your Life. Okay, uh, I'm going to write it down. This. Yeah, um, it has you go through some drills over several weeks that helps you to identify what gives you energy through your life, what takes away energy. And that was one of the defining books in my identifying that I wanted to help others. Um, Interesting. And, and help specifically helping veterans, helping other service members. That I, uh, I attribute where I am today to that book. Um, and then I attribute finding this book to a to a foundation called the commit foundation oh, you may wow. have heard of that one before yeah they, they introduced me to the book it's uh it's phenomenal so yeah highly recommend it sorry uh sidebar there. no that and I, I i that's what i love about this show is why i call them conversations because i love being able to throw sidebars in there and have that organic conversation i did want to touch on one of the things you said though is like it was cool how you had already picked colorado springs and then the company was ended up wanting to go to colorado springs and you're like i don't know if it was luck or me i can't remember what you said but I believe that when you're um, in search of something, again, with intentionality, and you really know you wanna do something, I don't necessarily believe in luck, but I believe in opportunity. I believe in when you work towards something, that opportunity presents itself, because you said yourself, you were going out there and you were networking and you were uh, looking at different industries and looking at different roles, and you saw a lot of things that you didn't wanna do. So again, to answer kind of like the create your career question, and the underlying basis here is, Go out there and just probe a lot of different things. Find what you do like, what you don't like. And John, you've done that really well. Well, thanks. Yeah, man. Again, I uh, I attribute that to uh, my my mentor. I, I worked for for this guy uh, that had retired before me, the, the former O six. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked for him several times, and when he sat me down for coffee and told me to start networking, you know, develop my LinkedIn, kind of flesh it out, um, because you know, in the in the teams. Obviously, you don't have a lot of social media because there's operational security that we're sure. all concerned about. Um, but I was particularly, I was working in a position that didn't require a whole lot of OPSEC. And uh, and he was like, look, as you as you start to look towards the, the end of the tunnel, you really need to start developing your brand. And I was like, brand? What, what does mm -hmm. that even mean? Uh, you know, in my in my mind back then, a brand meant like, hey, is that your logo? And I was like, sure. I, don't have, I don't have a brand. And uh, he's like, no, man, a brand is who you are. <laughs> and, and like people need to know who you are without asking you. They need to eventually you need to have when somebody mentions your name, people know who you are, what you stand for, that type of thing. And I was like, all right, that's fine. so good. Right, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll start looking into that. And so uh, I, uh, I attribute a lot to uh, a lot of my um, I don't want to say success because, uh, you know, it, there's still a lot of unknowns in the road ahead because I'm still I don't tire. You can have success through. along the way, I think, you know, <laughs> you celebrate your wins. Yeah, I've got, I've, I've, yeah OK, well, then uh, then I'll celebrate where I am now. I, yeah. I hope to continue to celebrate. 100%. But uh, yeah, I attribute where I am now to uh, to my my buddy who, I, uh, who mentored me and uh, and 
networking, uh, that's huge. Uh, figuring out who is in those different industries, what it is they do. Um, and and I, not, I, I try not to network saying, look, I don't want to meet with somebody and say, how can you help me? That's not, I don't, I don't particularly like that. I like meeting with someone and just saying, just meeting with them and learning from them. Mm -hmm. And then if something comes in the conversation where we can help one another, mm -hmm. that's great. But I don't like to like just sit down for coffee and say, you know, how can you help me? Mm -hmm. Although plenty of people are willing to do that. Sure. Uh, you know, that's, that is one thing I learned uh, in, in asking people to sit down for coffee. Uh, at least initially I was a little hesitant to do so. So I was like, man, people just don't have time for this, but people do. People will make their time to sit down with you and share their story. They want to talk about what it is they do. Mm -hmm. They want to talk about themselves and most people want to help others out. Um, yeah. So um, probably, I, I don't know, in the, in the several years since Matt sat me down, I probably had 500 cups of coffee um, and, or, or asked for 500 cups of coffee and I've probably been turned down 10 times. So, uh, you know, it's really cool. Not a whole lot. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's neat that you're actually going out there and doing that. That's something that, admittedly, well, I guess I can't do it right now, but I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I I'd like to do. Coffee. Yeah, I'd like to do more. And we were talking about. I mean, because you're local right now, uh, I think because you're down in Chesapeake and I'm in Norfolk. And yeah. I would have loved to done it in person. And then with the person that yeah, you introduced us together, a mutual friend now, then I'm gonna have her on the show. And I was I was like, man, it would be so cool to be able to do that in person, but. Unfortunately, that's not the world we're living in right now. And I do believe right. it'll be done before we know it. You know, eventually it never seems like it's going to be done when so. you're living it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, regardless, the fact that you've gone out there and you've you've tried that many times, hundreds of times, you know, 500 times is really saying something. And sometimes I think people just don't try enough. They get maybe intimidated or they just they simply just don't do it enough. And I think yeah. they should understand or. I don't want to tell you, you should understand if you're listening to this, but just try to comprehend that it just takes a lot of effort sometimes. And you like winding up in Colorado Springs, like you have to put the effort behind it to be able to land where totally. you want. It's not just going to happen most of the time. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, you, you set yourself up with success. What is, uh, what's the saying? Luck is the intersection mm -hmm. of, uh, mm -hmm. hard work and opportunity yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the whole you make your own luck. Yeah, and the whole brand thing is awesome too. It's funny because I had a similar occurrence with a mentor. I had a two year and a half, two years ago, developing brands, and I was like, I don't. That sounds like not necessarily cheesy, but it sounds like I don't want to be that person. Yeah, uh, right, right. Yeah, and it, it ended up being the the correct path, and obviously that's what it means. And it's a lot deeper than on the surface what it seems like. I'm trying to brand myself and come off flaky or, or whatever like that. So I think right. that's really good to be able to do that. And I think when you're, people say your authentic self, and I believe it when you are your authentic self, it's much easier to be able to be consistently that brand and create that brand. And then that, of course, what you said, people come to expect that of you. So it's great. I mean, there's so many good things you've, you've touched on here. And one of the things that I didn't touch on that I have touched on a lot in the past is career transitions and specifically military transition being former Navy myself. And I know... I started prepping like 18 months before I got out of the military. Did you, yeah. what, like, it sounds like you had a little bit of legwork here to say the least on before you, I mean, you're not out yet and you've done so much. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think Matt sat me down about two years ago. So, and I've got about six months left. So it was about two go. and a half years. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. And, and when I started networking and, and, you know, started reaching out to the different foundations that help with transition and started developing my LinkedIn, people are like, dude, You've got plenty of time. 
but it seems like um, it seems like that time has gone by in the blink of an eye. Um, yeah. You know, I had this. Uh, I, I developed this whole military plan of action and milestones, POANM. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. You know where I wanted to be by this time, um, and and I backed it up. You know, wrote out eighteen months or twenty four months. I was like, these are the things I have to hit to get to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And there were some things I did, some things I didn't reach. Um, but if you don't have that plan, going back to the, the, the whole plan, uh, it's it's going to be tough. There are definitely people who are uh, not afforded the opportunity to mm-hmm. plan their transition. I mean, you know, if you're like medically discharged or yeah. something, um, you know, you could get four months to plan. Uh, but the bottom line is you have to plan it. And uh, I think you, hell, if, if really, if you have an opportunity, start planning your, your exit strategy as yes. soon as you get into the military. Start yeah. thinking about it mm-hmm. uh, so that you're not caught off guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the earlier you start, more prepared you'll be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's phenomenal advice because you don't know what's going to happen. A lot of people do, unfortunately, get out of the military and they don't want to get out of the military, whether it be, right. like you said, medically retired or you have no idea. Maybe your rate closes up. And for those that are non-military, it can mean, honestly, it can mean a, a bunch of things, but essentially maybe your job isn't available. They don't need you anymore. They, they need less of that kind of job, whatever have you, you can get out for reasons where you don't want. And I think uh, a lot of this coincides with the civilian world. And, and again, a lot of adversity that we speak of in these conversations is very pertinent to our global situation right now. I mean, there's a plethora of people that are doing their own career transition that they don't want to do right now. And they're transitioning into unemployment yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And it's really tough. A lot of people haven't faced adversity before and they're seeing it right now. And I think a lot of people are realizing that they didn't prepare enough. Now, maybe somebody be asking me and be a little upset of how can I have an accusation like that? And I would go on to say, you know, I don't plan on leaving my job right now, but I have a rainy day fund for, you know, I can keep, yeah. you know, I have that buoy so I can hold on to that for a few days until the, the rescue ship shows up is what I'm saying. <laughs> so I hope people take that away from this right now. And I, I, I think even if you're happy right now, and I think that's what's great about LinkedIn is you can look around, see what's out there, have a plan. And especially when you're talking about the military, definitely have a plan. So all phenomenal points there. And I kind of want to go into further about what you're saying. You had a mentor, essentially a very good mentor that gave you all this phenomenal advice and that you just, you, it sounds like that relationship developed out of you worked for him for a few times, you said, and have you, have you had any other mentors at all? Yeah. uh, I've had plenty. Probably a Um, lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. And I've had, um, I don't know what you call them, maybe negative mentors as well. Maybe like the people that you've worked for or worked with mm-hmm. that you learned what not to do from. Sure. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Both, both in their leadership and management styles and also how they transitioned out of the military. Uh, you know, I saw what they did was definitely not what I wanted to do. Um, though I, I would call that almost passive mentoring. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the active mentor uh, was definitely this guy. Uh, He's actually now the, the CEO of the Honor Foundation, which is a transition. Uh, you, you're, mm-hmm. I'm sure, familiar yeah, with the yeah, Honor yeah. Foundation. I, I had uh, Brenda, yeah, so. Brenda on here as well, which you probably oh, familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was on here. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, I just uh, I just had Brenda on my podcast, too. I released it today, as a matter of fact. I, I'm pretty uh, sure I so smashed Brenda the like on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. There's a lot of swapping podcasts going on. I love so, it. Yeah. So anyhow... Um, Matt Stevens is his name. Uh, I worked for him. Uh, I was his executive officer when he was a commanding officer. And then and then when he was a commodore 
at Naval Special Warfare Group 4. I was his uh, special activities guy. Um, and then, uh, and then, if uh, your listeners haven't heard of American Corporate Partners (ACP), that's a, a free program that veterans or, sorry, transitioning service members can sign up for and get a corporate mentor out in a particular industry and learn a lot from them. Wow! Uh, I got I got assigned a mentor who had dabbled in uh, uh, commercial real estate, had dabbled in. Um, entrepreneurship had dabbled in a whole lot of things. He was great because he connected me with a lot of the other people who became mentors as well, which wasn't, wasn't required by him. Mm -hmm. And, and then he also had a son who was becoming a PJ an air force PJ. Um, so he didn't know what, you know, special operations really was. So it was almost like a mentor, mentor relationship. He mentored me on corporate America, resume prep, interview prep, that kind of thing. And then, and then I told him what to expect as his son was going through training, as his son was prepping for his deployments, mm-hmm. um, as his son was deployed, oh, wow. and then, uh, that type of thing. So it was, uh, it was really interesting. And we're still friends. So the yeah. ACP, American Corporate Partners, they assign you that mentor for one year. And it's very regimented, or it's supposed to be anyway. You know, you're supposed to have a call every month and you're supposed to discuss certain metrics and how you're doing everything else. Mm-hmm. But we just had conversations, just like natural conversations. And at the end of that year, most people part ways. Well, this guy, Mark Frogley, he's a, he's my mentor through ACP. He and I have stayed in touch and we're still good friends. So uh, cool. and, and I imagine that will continue. I love that. I'm going to throw and, that. Yeah. I was just yeah. going to say, I'm going to throw that in the show notes. That sounds like an incredible it's, opportunity. It's phenomenal. It's pretty, I mean, it doesn't cost a dime, or at least not for the service member for out. I hope you heard that. It doesn't cost a dime. Everybody's always saying, yeah. I don't have the money to do this or I don't have the money to do that. <laughs> well, you don't need the money to do this. So I appreciate yeah, you sharing it's that. It's well worth it. Hell yeah. So before we get out of here, a lot of times I ask my guests, like, why do you help people? And it sounds obvious. I'm not even asking you that because you answered it in the beginning about you had, you know, the survivor guilt and you had anxiety and you really want to help people through that. And I think that's so yeah. awesome. It's always one of my prerequisites for having people on the show is, having people that are not only going out there and just absolutely getting it, but are helping other people along the way. And you're doing that. So I actually want to end the show on a completely different note, uh, which I sometimes interject here at the end. And I want to know, you know, and again, I'll, I'll touch on the survivor guilt and uh, please feel free to share as much as you want. But I want to talk yeah. about adversity that you've experienced in your life or maybe problems to the level of where you thought you may not be able to continue doing what you're either doing as a profession within the Navy or getting out and your transition was there ever something you thought would get completely derailed and if so how did you fight through that and make it to the other side um yeah i mean there's there's been several things that um i, I wouldn't say i got derailed sure I, uh, maybe re-railed yeah. Uh, or yeah, re-railed. onto yeah, a, yeah there you go a different track yeah uh, I, I don't sure. know what the correct terms are i'm sure yeah. there's somebody yeah, that yeah. Works sure. in the I'm sure. industry it's like that's not the right term <laughs> i but, say you know, i uh, say weird things all the time so it's cool <laughs> <laughs> i got diverted to a different track they're, that I didn't they're just words existed. they don't control us yeah <laughs> yeah and uh yeah so there's there's definitely i think i discussed one right before when we were doing the pre-interview uh my little girl had a health problem where she required surgery in six months and i I thought that we were going to have a lot more time to prepare we went up to boston children's hospital uh, Mm -hmm. to kind of get tested and see what the what the situation was and 
the doctors afterwards uh, were like, yeah, we, we need to operate in two weeks. Um, and, and his term or his, his quote to us was, I'm, I'm going to have to break your precious kind of doll. I mean, cause that's what every father and mother look at their child, child as is a fresh China ball. Mm-hmm. And he, he fully admitted that he was going to have to, you know, crack the throat open and take her liver out or at least five eighths of it. And, uh, and, and fix her. Uh, so two weeks later we were there, she was in a nine and a half hour surgery. Mm. Uh, my wife and I just kind of lay on the, on the waiting room floor, uh, feeling really helpless. And, and that was, uh, that was a defining and a defining moment in my life and a turning point in my life, uh, where, um, I honestly, I, I focused a lot on my career and hadn't put family first. And I think this was uh, that change in in perspective that I needed, yeah. kind of a, a wake wake up call. Um, so now I, as much as possible, uh, try to put family first. Um, and I and I understand that there are careers and uh, times when you can't put family first. But um, as much as possible, that's what I, I try to do. That was my changing moment. Uh, then uh, then I had another one where um, I I could. I tried to do what I thought was right for my family, being my uh, my older sister. Uh, uh, she got into a little trouble with her then husband, and uh, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this, but I threatened his life, and I got I got brought up on charges for, oh, for wow. threatening him because um, because he beat up on her, and uh, that was uh, another time where I where I kind of had to do some serious introspection sure. and think about, think about what, um, how to, <laughs> how to go about things correctly, think things through more. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, do things by the letter of the law, uh, yeah. instead of how I had done it. Um, Dang. so bottom line is I, I was angry at that point, uh, and also depressed from that because I had made a stupid decision and it had gotten me in trouble. Um, and, uh, and that was another piece of introducing me to mindfulness meditation. So wow. that, uh, that actually caused, it was in the middle of a PCS across the country that all this happened. My wife and I had uprooted from Virginia, moved out to Utah. That's where I was going to be leading a, a Navy element in Utah, funny enough. <laughs> um, ended up uh, getting in trouble. There were no other 05 SEAL billets in Salt Lake City, um, you know, obviously. So they sent me right back here, um, and and rightly so. I mean, I I acted like a jackass, but uh, <laughs> um, bottom bottom line is the the whole reason I'm telling you this is um, it took us through some ups and downs, and that was another reason I got introduced to mindfulness meditation. Wow. So weird sidetrack that I never thought I would go on. You know, so... when I, I went to the Naval Academy, graduated high in my class, went to Naval Postgraduate School, and I thought I was on this career track that I was progressing. And then uh, and then I took this crazy Ivan <laughs> turn. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and le- lo and behold, it was uh, it was supposed to happen that way. So yeah, yeah I don't I don't I, even know if I answered the question. You, man. I, you, you, you did so much because it's so funny because sometimes when people get so raw and real with their stories and their answers like this, they go, I don't know if I answered your question. You absolutely yeah. did. And I think any way that a guest or anybody answers the question is the right way to do it. And I genuinely mean that. And I appreciate you saying that. And I think it's so cool that not what happened. And obviously it's so, it's so cool that you can share it, but the way 
just life unfolds and your yeah. whole entire life trajectory can change from one moment. So thank you so much for sharing that. And this has been such yeah, a, again, like I'm just always stupefied by the power of every single episode I record and I appreciate it. But before we get out of here, how My can pleasure. everybody find you, whether it be websites, LinkedIn, Instagram, anything like that? Yeah, sure. Uh, we've talked about LinkedIn already, so I'm kind of embarrassingly, embarrassingly active on there. Um, so um, name is John, <laughs> J-O-N, McCaskill, M-A-C-A-S-K-I-L-L. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm the Deputy Executive Director for Veterans Path. Um, you can uh, email me, J-O-N, at veteranspath.org. Uh, those are probably the best, the two best ways to get a hold of me on LinkedIn and uh, email great well you all will be able to see all those in the show notes and more my man it, this has been like i said a really good head to toe all around really appreciate it i love your transparency yeah, sharing pleasure. your stories man thank you so much really looking forward to releasing this one have a great rest of your night hey thanks man you too all right i'll be holding on i'll be holding on